SAFM leading the conversation. The viewpoint, eight to ten p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songezomapete on SAFM. We're back. We're live on air. Dr. Tandega Kunene, founder and owner of House of Hemp, is guest this evening to ANC Stalwart and veteran. It's your interview. Please bear in mind until nine o'clock, I'll have to come in. Well, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Mapete. Uh, Dr. Gunene, are you online? Uh, greetings, I am. Oh, thank you very much. I hope you will permit me to address you as Tandega. Uh, yes, Tandega Gunene is uh, a person that I've known for quite some time. Um, she is a pioneer. Uh, she is. She was one of the. She was actually the first person to get a license for uh, growing uh, medical cannabis. Now, our grandfathers, grand, uh, our forefathers and foremothers, I don't know what you call them, have always used this. Uh, uh, but for the longest time, uh, this was banned in South Africa. I am very interested. I remember who was uh, the IFP person who um, uh, who died of uh, cancer, who believed that he could have been cured if uh, this medicinal cannabis had been authorized at the time, and he fought a losing battle in the end uh, over over this thing. Now, the Mario Ambrosini. Ambrosini, that's right. It's open. It's it's it's. Uh, I would I would be grateful if you could just give us a, a, a little overview of what medical cannabis is about, and I'm going to be asking you questions later about of what how would how would people in rural areas benefit from this new uh, crop. So. Uh. Thank you so much, Babum Simang, for uh, inviting me. And on the 7th of November, uh, uh, 2017, 6th of November, 2017, South Africa, uh, SAPRA, uh, uh, at that time it was MCC, Medical Control Council, uh, uh, circulated guidelines for how anyone... Uh, could apply for medical license, and that was uh, uh, under the Medicines and Related Substances uh, Amendment Act. So one could theoretically be able to apply uh, to SAPRA and get a license to to produce cannabis for medicinal purposes, cannabis uh, being in Zango, uh, Daha, uh, and there were two uh, 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 chemicals that you could get out of there. One is the uh, THC, uh, which is the drug part of it, the tetracannabinoid, and then tetrahydrocannabinoid, and then the CBD, which is the cannabis oil, uh, which is the non-smokable uh, part of uh, cannabis and you could apply and legally produce it. So from the November 2017, medical cannabis in South Africa is legal. 
but you have to go through a process and it's not an easy process. Um, you can apply for a license to manufacture, import, export, wholesale, distribute medical cannabis, but it requires quite a lot. Like it requires a site master file. It requires a inspections. It requires a site and uh, it requires you to have uh, some kind of offtake and it requires you to have your technical team in place and all of them must not uh, have any uh, police uh, criminal record, which of course is a problem for a lot of our people in the rural areas. And almost all the 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 the, 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 the uh, traditional authorities, there's some activities around cannabis or the other, and so most of the people who've, who've got skills in cannabis are... Uh, have got criminal records. So that all already makes a lot of our indigenous knowledge not able to apply to SAPRA uh, uh, processes. But it's there. It's possible. I understand that uh, cannabis, I think you were describing medicinal cannabis, and uh, uh, there is uh, cannabis that is used for hemp, industrial, and all of that. I understand countries like um, Canada. In fact, um, the, um, the the cannabis uh, industry is a huge employer of people and a huge exporter. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Where are we in South Africa? I know we're only just starting now, uh, but what are the prospects? Look, the first thing that we have to say is that there is the legal industry uh, that uh, does both the medical and the industrial, which is the hemp, the non-smokables, and the recreational adult, uh, recreational or responsible adult use. The legal industry is just started in South Africa. Uh, the black, black market in South Africa has always existed for 400 years, at least, according to the CBCB Gold. And then there's a new huge industry in the world, and Canada is one of the uh, leading uh, players, Canada, Israel, Dutchland, and uh, unfortunately for us, uh, South Africa, uh, we've missed what they called the cannabis bubble, which sort of uh, uh, happened 2014 and died end of 2019, and we were in Canada to witness the death of the cannabis bubble, but cannabis is a is a commodity, so it continues. And South Africa can become a major player because we've got a lot of strengths. One of them is that we've got a comparative natural ex- ad- ad- advantage. Uh, we've got our land races like the Southern Poison, the Mitsubishi Gold, the Swazi, the Surutu, uh, which uh, have been in the market for a, a long, long time. Uh, yes, of course, uh, the biggest challenge is that how do you ensure that while you are opening a, a or you are legalizing an existing industry and formalizing it, how do you ensure that you avoid any of the un, unintended consequences, the drugs, the social ills, the protection of, of children? In, within the context of South Africa, where actually uh, most of our of our um, Nation, the Zulu nation, the Kosa nation, the Khoisan, the 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 
Liulu uh, nation, mountains in, 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 in Sikukuni land, uh, they've all had histories of, of, of growing cannabis. So the stigma is not so bad, but it needs awareness raising so that our youth can choose to innovate around cannabis. Uh, for me, you know, uh, I think uh, there is a lot of uh, 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 challenges, as what Mama Vuso was saying about the, the ANC government, but also the reality is that it is the ANC government that legalized both medical cannabis and uh, industrial cannabis, which is hemp. Uh, it's, it's legal, it's gone to the Department of Agriculture, you can apply to grow hemp, in, uh, there's no restrictions and it's not so difficult. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, also the responsible adult use through our constitution. Okay, the constitutional court had to force the government to 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 accept it, but it is the ANC uh, a rule that actually set up the constitution court as it is. Sure. So sure. so uh, those are the things I would say. Um, where in South Africa is, we could become a major player because Southern Africa in its uh, all of it, Malawi, Swaziland, in the Sotho, uh, we. We supply 27% of the world market of, of cannabis. We've got the best growing conditions. We've got the skills. What we, 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 we lack maybe is the guts to formalize an existing industry and ensure that our indigenous communities like the, the healers, Abelapi, Izangoma, Izinyanga, the traditional yeah. leadership and the Rastas, uh, the Rastafari yeah. community yeah. Yeah. actually explore this. Yeah. Oh. Thanks. My interest, one of my key interests in this is, you know, we've got so many people in rural areas and they do have small pieces of land. Why is it not possible to give them the opportunity to grow this in the legalized manner? And and what would it take to do that? I understand that uh, this crop... Um, in, in favorable climates, grows. You have three harvests a year in some places, two harvests a year. Uh, this this would be very good, a, a good economic handle for the for the people. What what would it take, and what is the rate of employment or ownership of little plots of land where people could grow in the countryside in the cannabis? We did a model, um, a two hectare model, one hectare or a two hectare model where you could grow uh, cannabis for, for if you had a two hectare, one hectare of cannabis and one hectare of rotational cropping because cannabis must be grown with food and oil and medicine crops so that we secure food and we secure our health. So one hectare of, let's say, cannabis for CBD, hemp CBD, or cannabis for, 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 for uh, medical uh, uh, marijuana, one hectare of it will employ uh, five to ten people. If we are doing the, you focus on the on the medicine part, and then you harvest the the the, the, the fiber and you harvest the seed as well. If you you, you 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 did that, then two hectares would employ ten to twenty people in that area. Plus, you would then look at the beneficiation. If if the biggest thing would be for us to have co-ops like the corporasi, where we extract the seed, we, the seed oil, we extract the fiber, we extract the, 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 the medicine. And uh, 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 I think if we looked at that, what, like I said, what we need is, is, is extraction, and then we need a collective marketing and logistics hub that would, uh, using the existing SEZs or, 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 or things like that, to 
grade the cannabis so that the best cannabis is fed to the pharmaceuticals, the grade one, grade two to have medicines, grade three to nutraceuticals, grade four to responsible adult use, and grade five to 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 your your, your animal feed. Uh, if we can we can get that here in South Africa. Forget about even the export markets. We are there. We're looking at pharmaceuticals. We're looking for, at people like Avgri who said they will buy the animal feed. We're looking at people like Amsco who said they will buy the bio bio uh, fuels. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got the markets. We've got the land. We've got the seeds. Uh, we've got the expertise here at home. We need to formalize, and we need our government to yes, and, and everyone me. else. <coughs> Sorry, tell me, what would it take, what would it need on the part of government to ensure that people were organized? You talk about corporations and so on. Uh, what input is required from government? Because it seems as if this is a crop that could really provide incomes from people, uh, for people in the countryside. But uh, why, why is it not happening? Uh, Perhaps I might uh, want to add to that question there, Dr. Gunena, because I think I want to corroborate or sort of piggyback on that question. I mean, as you were talking, we're talking about the Department of Agriculture, we're talking about the Department of Health, we are talking about the Department of Land Redistribution, small business, core competencies, cluster, and also in the basic health services to an extent, education. I suppose I'm also asking the same question as Dadam Simang is asking. Surely government must be aware of this opportunity that lies within. The question must be, why is it not taking it up? Because I don't imagine raised these issues before. It can't be that you are raising them tonight for the first time. Uh, no. Actually, the government is aware. That's why I started by saying they legalize uh, medical cannabis, they legalize industrial cannabis, they legalize responsible adult use. So legislation, everyone was waiting for legislation. It's done now. What we need to do, uh, and those who've got power, which is the ANC government, need to move fast to assist now those who don't have, the poor in the rural, who've got land. Not that they don't have, we've got land, we've got skin. With the, the inputs, inputs and the, 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 the means of product, the factors of production. And the Department of Small Business must also come in with their uh, set-aside uh, contracts and walk the people. Because mm. I believe the people of South Africa are ready to do this. The couple Fields of Grey, of, of, of Green, came up with a statistic that says there's 900,000 standalone farmers that employ two, three people in South Africa who are currently growing cannabis, legally or not legally. We need to, the non-legal one, we need to formalize them, like we did with the guns, amnesty. The legal ones, they need to uh, start uh, exporting. And we need to ensure that the, the permit system does not allow just a few people who can get money to, to get into permits to get there. But there must be, and they've said it's there, indigenous knowledge systems that allows the healers, the rastas, and the kings. And if we operate it within the traditional authority systems, we've got complete control. Then what all our government needs to do is help once off. All the models of cannabis show it's a once-off investment and also stimulate us to buy at home and let's support the entrepreneurs. That's all that's needed. One season, and I'm not unhabarized, um, I'm not over-exaggerating. The cannabis is for the healing of the nation, both in terms of economic uh, healing, where we can grow our own food, clothes, shelter, biofuels, um, biocomposites, 
uh, 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 all we need is political, uh, what is it, support, a leg up, because the people themselves must do it themselves. Uh, 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 use cannabis, any traditional coping to, 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 to recreate our, our Africa Excellent. that we want. Yeah. Excellent. So thank you very, very much for that. Yes. I think we're running out of time. For, for me, so the interest hearing. is really to clean the bad name of uh, cannabis, you know, uh, through a very vigorous communication, to point out its economic benefits, to point out its medicinal benefits, but not least, to really make sure that the people in the countryside, you know, jobs have been lost so much with this uh, COVID and lockdowns that you, you really could achieve the stopping of the drain, drain from uh, from the rural areas into towns where there are no jobs by creating jobs right there mm-hmm. and meaningful jobs. Would you would you would you conclude by concurring with that? Yes, I would, and I would say that uh, it's possible. We've got everything. We just need to come together and uh, and do it. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Gunene. Thanks very much for that. Uh, Thank you so much uh, for having me, Babu Msima. Dr. Gunene, I can and of guarantee course, Mr. you will be back to have a conversation with us. I can guarantee you. This conversation, as it was going, I'm thinking so many topics that could flow from this, and I'm sure our listeners at home would more than be happy to participate. Next time, be very sure to look out for a call from my producers in relation to this. Dr. Simang, you can also come back as a guest. You've done very well. You've respected time. 2059, just a confirmation. Ndatim Simang is the guest of honor on the Tuesday Takeover with me, Songa Zomabekla. And the last 20 minutes of this conversation has been between him and Dr. Tandega Gunena, founder and owner of the House of Hemp, talking to us about the properties and the values, social, economic, and otherwise, of growing weed in simple accessible terms. There's a lot to be said about this conversation, and especially when we have Dr. Gunana back, I'm sure there will be more that we can unpack for the purposes of just correcting a few things and picking up fruits that ostensibly from this conversation are low-hanging fruits. After the news break, we catch up with some of the calls and comments that came through in the first segment of the show, your questions that were directed to Dadem Monk. He's ready to respond to some of them before we continue with the African narrative, which is a signature feature on Tuesdays in the last segment. Please stay tuned. We will be back right after this news now.